0: Chapter nine. As they went on Southwest, the days why grew the hot. I? Yeah, because the I is, it, is one. The, why is X and eight? Because the X is a 10, and the I is, because it's before the 10, it's minus one. So 10 minus one. 10 minus one. I know, it's one. silly. As they went on Southwest, that's, that's why they call them, what, Ramen Noodlers? Yeah, Roman numerals. As they went on southwest, Mm -hmm. the days grew hotter. Wait, am I saying it right? Roman numerals? Yes, Roman numerals. Am I? Roman numerals. Yep. But way back up north, at the other end of the road, down which they were traveling, snowflakes were flying, and Mr. Bean's breath was like smoke. Uh, Oh, yeah, back at the farm, His breath was like smoke in the frosty air when Henrietta's sisters woke him up in the morning. And he put his head out the window to see what day it was, what the day was going to be like. But the air down south was soft and warm and the trees and the fields were green and the animals tramped along merrily all day and camped by the roadside at night. The only thing that worried them was how they were going to get the gold coins back to Mr. Bean. Because remember they found some gold coins in in the farmhouse, in in the ground. Uh, well they called them gold coins in this book. there are about half a bushel of them and even if they were in a sack or a basket it would be much too heavy for one animal to carry because gold is heavier than almost anything else in the world but Mrs. Wiggins is that true? Uh, no I don't think so it's heavy but Mrs. Wiggins who, was always, who always looked on the bright side of things said Dad, well I've got all winter in Florida to think about how to feet. carry them all of it is worth $20. Oh. No, all of it. I think all of it's worth a lot more than $20. Yeah. Right. I think each piece would be like Yeah, maybe. Each, yeah, I do uh, Mrs. Wiggins said, We have got all winter in Florida to think about how to carry them. If we can't yeah, think of some... Not- s- Good question. Thousands. Depends on how big the bag was. Like a trash bag. Oh, yeah. Uh, I mean, depending on what kind of gold, it could be millions. Like some Oh, uh, yeah, I'm not sure. Ugh, I'm not sure. We've got all winter to carry them. Uh, or to think. If we can't think of some scheme by spring, we aren't very bright animals. I, for one, don't intend to worry about wow. it anymore. You mm-hmm. forgot to give me a hug um, By this time, the travelers had got used to being stared at by the people they met. And so almost always, when they came to a village, they walked straight through it instead of going around. When they did this, Jack the Black Dog would go to the butcher shop and sit up on his hind legs and beg in the doorway. And usually the butcher would give him a piece of meat or a bone, which he shared with Robert. A good many of the people had heard of them, too, and knew that they had come hundreds of miles down from the cold north to spend the winter in Florida. These people would come out to meet them. When they, mm-hmm. when they came to the edge of town and uh, bring them things to eat and make a great fuss over them. In one town, a band came out to meet them, just as in Washington and there were carriages for them too. And all the animals but Hank and Mrs. Wiggins rode through the town in carriages. You know what a carriage is? Like a cart pulled by horses. But of course, there were bad people too, who had heard about them and thought it was a good chance to get some fine animals without paying for them. One day, as they were going along by the bank of the muddy, sluggish river, two men with guns jumped out from behind some bushes. As soon as they saw the guns, the animals started to run, but they were not quick enough. And before they knew what had happened to them, Hank and Mrs. Wiggins had ropes around their necks and were being led off down the road. The other animals knew that the men would shoot at them with their guns if they tried to help their friends. So they hid in the bushes and then followed along, keeping out of sight. Uh, let's see. Uh, pretty soon the men came to a gate and they led the cow and the horse through the gate and past a small white house and locked them up in a big red barn. Then they walked back to the house, whistling with their guns over their shoulders to get their supper for six o'clock. I guess there's two animals that won't do any more migrating, said one. Can I have that, puppy? And the other one laughed, a loud, coarse laugh, and said, it'll do a little work for now instead of loafing around the country. And they opened the door and went into the house without wiping their muddy boots in the doormat. As soon as they had gone in, Jinx the cat sneaked up into the barn through the long... Yeah, Jinx the cat sneaked up to the barn. Yeah. I think either one, I don't know, it says sneaked. He, yeah, people say snuck too, yeah. He crept along so very carefully that the tops of the grass hardly moved. He climbed up and looked through the little dusty window and saw Hank and Mrs. Wiggins standing on the barn floor. Their heads drooped, and they looked very miserable and unhappy. Then he tapped cautiously on the window with his claw, and ca- called it in a low voice. Hey, Hank! The horse jumped and raised his head. Is that you, Jinx? he said. Yes, said the cat. I came to see if you were all right. The others are hiding in the bushes down by the river. We're going to try to rescue you. Well, I don't see how you're going to do it, said Hank. They're both tied up and the barn door is locked. It's very discouraging to come all this distance and get a little and that'd be stolen. Sure? I'm sure I don't know what Mr. Bean will say. Now don't talk like that, said <coughs> Jinx. You'll escape somehow. We won't desert you. Do you suppose you could kick a couple of the boards out of the side of the barn if you could get loose? I won't say I couldn't, said Hank. I've got on heavy shoes, but it would take some time. And before I made an opening big enough to get out of, the men would hear the racket and come out and tie me up again. We'll attend to that, said Jinx. You just have patience now, and I'll send the mice in to get you loose. They'll gnaw those ropes and straps off you in no time. Then I'll come and tell you when it's time to break out. So Jinx went and told the mice, and they got into the barn through a crack in the floor. And gnawed at the ropes with their little sharp teeth until they had cut them in two. By this time it was dark. And Jinx and Freddie, the pig, and Charles and Henrietta and the two dogs and Alice and Emma aren't Alice and Emma the ducks, right? Yep. Came up to the house and peeked in the window. The two men had cleared Dad, off the upper gold past to Oh. Wow. Like I watched
1: night.
0: The two men had cleared off the supper table and were playing Parcheesi. It's like a, it's a board game. They played four games, and between times, they laughed and talked about how smart they were to have got two good animals without paying for them and wondered how much money they could get for them when they sold them. The big man was a very poor player, and he lost every game. He would study and study over his moves, but he always made, the wrong, made them wrong. Now, Freddy was a very good Parcheesi player, and it was all the other animals could do to keep keep him still when he saw the big man starting to make a wrong move he would jump up and down in his excitement and mutter under his breath oh what a stupid move oh what a stupid move and at last when the big man had made a specially bad move and lost the fifth game freddy could stand it no longer and he shouted out oh you big silly why didn't you move your other man now he's beat you again the men jumped up so quickly they knocked over the parcheesi board it spilled the men all over the floor what was that? Said the big man. So it like a pig, said the other. Oh, up and after him. And they rushed out. Do you think they hear, like, snorting or talking? Yeah. And they rushed out without even stopping to get their hats. But they grabbed up their guns as they went through the doorway. The animals ran in all directions, but it was bright enough outside <laughs> so the men could see Freddy as he dashed out through the gate and down the road. And they dashed after him. Now, Freddy was a very clever pig. Sure. Freddy was a very clever pig. But he wasn't much of a runner. And the smack, smack, smack of heavy boots on the hard road sounded louder and louder behind him as the men caught up. They're going to catch me, he thought. Oh dear, I do hope they don't like pork. They're great, stupid creatures. Oh, I could beat them at parcheesi. I could beat them at eating, and I'm ever so much brighter than they are, but they're going to catch me. And I've got more legs than they have, too. He didn't see, he didn't dare turn off the road because his legs were so short that he knew he would very quickly get tangled up in the bushes. But the road was close to the river at this pace. And just as the big man reached out to grab him by the tail, Freddy dodged and jumped with a splash into the water. Most pigs don't like water any too well, but Freddy had been taught swimming by Emma, the duck. And he could do all sorts of fancy strokes, and could even swim on his back, which is something hardly any pig's ever learned to do. So he struck out bravely for the other shore. The men stopped short, um, and the big one raised his gun to shoot. But the other said, no, no, don't shoot. We want to capture him alive and sell him. And he pulled off his coat and shoes and jumped in after Freddy. The big man waited a minute, then he too laid down his gun and took off his coat and shoes and jumped in. Freddie heard them puffing and blowing behind him like sea lions, but he put his snout down into the water and swam the Australian crawl the way Emma had showed him. and pretty soon he came to the other bank. There was no use climbing out and trying to run away because the men would catch him, so he turned around and swam back again. For quite a long time the men chased him up and down and across the river. Once or twice they nearly had him, but he was very but he was very wet and slippery so that there was nothing for them to get a hold of. And every time he got away, and then at last, he heard a dog bark. The sound came from the place on the bank where the men had left their guns. A dog bark. A dog uh, bark. I'm oh, sorry.
1: Dog What's the dog's bark. name?
0: Han- uh, Robert. Robert, right. Freddie swam toward it. And there close down by the edge of the water were all the animals. And Hank and Mrs. Wiggins were there too because they had broken out of the barn while the men were chasing Freddie. Robert and Jack, oh, Jack's another uh, dog, right? Robert and Jack helped the exhausted Freddy out of the water. But when the two men started to follow him, they growled and barked and showed their teeth. Then the men swam downstream away, but the dogs followed them along the bank and growled at them every time they tried to land. And at last they swam across the river and went home another way. It was not a very pleasant way because there was no road on the other side of the river. And to walk across fields in your stocking feet, your your socks, is very painful. The sticks and stones hurt like anything. And they were wet through and lost their guns, and when they got down the opposite their house, they had to jump in again and swim across the river again. And then they found the horse and the cow gone, and a big hole in the side of their barn. When they got in the house, they were angrier still, for there were the Parcheesi board on the floor, and the Parcheesi man had rolled off under the corners and under the stove and behind things. If the floor had been clean, it wouldn't have been so bad, but it was terribly dirty because they never wiped their boots on the mat when they came in, so it was almost impossible to find the men. Indeed, there were three that they never did find, and so they could never play any anymore at all. Any thoughts on that chapter?